You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. to fellow Nigerians. The, 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 the nation is, in, <clears throat> is it's passing through a very difficult time. And as it affects the nation, it also concerns the testimony of the Nigerian church. Because the church is the salt of every and any environment where it is. The church is the light of any and every environment where it is. So if it goes bad with the nation, it then means that the church, the testimony of the church has, or is not good. And um, the reason we come is to be equipped. The reason we come, you know, every day we gather, we pray, we look into the word is to discern the will of God, to discern the counsel of God, to know what he wants us to know and to do what he wants us to do so that the world can become truly his. Our Lord Jesus teaching us to pray said, we should pray in this manner, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And then the next line says, thy what? Kingdom come, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Praise the Lord. So for us that are Nigerians, if we are to pray that prayer, we will say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. And where should his name be hallowed? In Nigeria, isn't it? Amongst other places. And when we say, Thy kingdom come, where should that kingdom come? It should come here. Praise the Lord. And when we say, Thy will be done, where are we asking that his will be done? Right here where we are, where we are. For those of us who are in church on Wednesday, we're told or we learned that you are Nigerian by design. Praise the Lord. I know many are thinking their parents made a mistake, you know, but you are designed for Nigeria. You know those days, the Pojo advert. How many of us used to see those Pojo advert? They were insulting us. They were saying, built for Nigerian roads. In essence, they were saying, built for where there are no roads. How many of us saw the Pojo advert? Five of us. And pick up four four. It's a built for Nigerian roads. Which one is Nigerian road? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Anyway, so you and I are designed and equipped by God and saved for such a time as this. Praise the Lord. So it's upon us that we know what God would have us do. It's upon us that we know what should be the right response, the right attitude. And one of the things that we must never do is that we must never allow the things that are happening around us to get into us. Praise the Lord. It's happening around us, we agree, but it must never change the essence of our faith. Praise God, somebody. In Luke 21, verse 19, our Lord Jesus addressing, you know, a similar situation, issues of the last days, you know, where the disciples were asking him what would happen and what would happen. He says, okay, let's read from 10 down. Then he said to them, they asked the question, see, how are we going to know when the end has come? How do we, you know, know when this end, this whole thing is going to end? He said to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be great earthquakes in various places and famines and pestilences. And there will be fearful sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, he says, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons. You'll be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. But it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle it in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer. For I'll give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. It says you'll be betrayed 
even by parents and brothers, relatives and friends, and they'll put some of you to death. And you'll be hated by how many? By all for my name's sake. He says, but not a hair of your head shall be lost. The advice now is what? He says, by your word, patience possess your souls. Patience talks about stability. It talks about maintaining the faith. Praise the Lord. It talks about being who you are in spite of everything that is happening around you. And that is what, you know, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is saying to us. In all the news, in all the things that we are hearing, you know, in all the provocations and the stirring up of the, you know, atmosphere in the country and some of the personal things also that people are going through. You know, a few Sundays ago, I mentioned the kidnapping. It's so prevalent now. Okay, I don't know how many of us read the case of the professor, the lady, you know, and the husband and the little girl that was kidnapped. Anyway, I mean, it's not something they read about. So there's just so much happening around you. And we, we as believers must go deep into the spirit to know what does God expect of us so that we can rightly respond. Praise the Lord. Not just for our own safety, not just for our own deliverance, but as men and women who are the salt of this land, as people who are the light of this world. Praise the Lord. So we look at that and we look at the scriptures and we want to say, how did Jesus address these things? And we learned on Wednesday that our Lord Jesus came to carry out the salvation, the saving of the whole mankind. And he didn't first overthrow the Roman government. Jesus' work of salvation was done under a hostile political atmosphere. Jews were under captivity of the Romans. The government wasn't favorable to them. What does that say, child of God? So whoever is in power, it should not hinder your ministry. It should not hinder you accomplishing your purpose. Because the spirit that is in you, is say, greater is he that is in you than what? He that is in Asorok. He that is in the world, greater is he that is operating in you. Because we can get ourselves, you know, so, so agitated with all these things. And we lose the power of our faith. Brethren, the faith that you and I have been born into, this born again thing that we're involved in, the Bible says we have not been born again of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed that can never die, that abides forever. If your salvation is genuine, I'm telling you the truth, you will function everywhere. You will bear fruit everywhere. You will excel everywhere. Praise the Lord. And you will function in Nigeria. You will excel in Nigeria. Your testimony will be great in Nigeria. It doesn't matter. Praise the Lord. We know that the economy is affecting marriages. A lot of marriages are under pressure. A lot of young people, you know, someone wrote that, you know, what, I mean, the young girls doing the investors these days. And most of that is because of the economy. What the young men do and all of that, the crime and all of that. It's because things are not working. But then it's understandable for people who are not born again. If you have been born again, inside of you is the life of God. And that life of God can thrive in every circumstance. It can thrive in every situation. Praise the Lord, somebody. Yes, you become a witness everywhere you are found. Okay, so our Lord Jesus made it clear to us. And we look, what did he really say? He said to Pilate, he said, my kingdom is not of this world. So I've come here to do a work. I'm not bothered about your office. I'm not bothered about your throne. You may be the governor, you know, you may be the, uh, um, the administrator of this region, but continue to do what you do. I'll do what I do. Now today, how many people call Pilate or make a request to him? But everyone here prays in the name of Jesus. You know why? Kings and kingdoms or what? Pass away. But there is something about the name of Jesus. What are we trying to say? This season will pass in Nigeria. In the name of Jesus. And the name of Jesus will continue to work strong and strong. He says of the increase of his kingdom, what? There shall not be end, but all that kingdom shall surely fall. They rise that they may fall. Praise God. There is breath in their nostrils. They rise and they fall. But of this kingdom that you and I belong to. So our Lord Jesus, talking about the kingdom, you know, we looked at this. Easter was um, about 40-something days ago. We looked at it. What did he say to us at the end? You know, 
We are concerned about lands. We are concerned about geographical locations. But you and I must accept that the fundamentals of this kingdom is one by one. Praise the Lord. It's individual. What am I trying to say, brethren? I'm saying that the kingdom of God is not a corporate project. You can't even say the Father's church corporately. Everybody stands on his own. You must understand that. You know, so for those who hop from one church to the other, they say this church are holy, this church are thieves. There is no church that is anything. In every place, God has his witnesses. Praise the Lord, somebody. I mean, no, no matter what you say, it's an individual affair. And when our Lord Jesus Christ was living, he didn't confuse us. When he says going to all the world, he said going to all the world and preach the gospel to every land. Is that what he said? No. To every, no. He said preach the gospel to every creature. To everyone. So even though there are nations, even though there are peoples, even though, you know, groups of people, the gospel is preached one by one. Every man, every woman must himself decide to get into this kingdom. Praise the Lord. Our Lord Jesus, in responding to a question to, I think, the Pharisees, Luke 17, 20 and 21. Luke 17, 20 and 21. The Pharisees asked him, when will the kingdom come? I mean, how are we going to know these things? Jesus answered and said to them, since the kingdom of God does not work, it does not come by observation. Praise God. It doesn't come by environmental analysis. It doesn't come by statistics. You won't even know. Why? He says, indeed, what? The kingdom of God is where? Is within you. Is within you. So it's a personal thing. Every man, every woman must make up his mind. You know, and thank God in that same chapter when you go home, you read it. Our Lord Jesus was telling them, he said, two people will be lying on the bed. So it doesn't come by marriage. It doesn't even come by parentage. In Ezekiel 18, the Lord was speaking to the Jews. He said to them, listen, the righteousness of a father will not avail for the son. Neither will the wickedness of the father, you know, hinder the son. He said, every man is going to stand for his own. What am I trying to say, brethren? In as much as we want to discuss, you know, the fulanization agenda, you know, the Islamization agenda, the nepotism and tribalism and all of that in our country, every man has a right to judge himself first and foremost. You are accountable for your life. Praise the Lord. The acts on the inactions of the people there do not excuse you. It doesn't excuse you. Praise the Lord. Tell us how you're shining as light in this time. Don't tell us the failures of others. So for us also is a word because you see, you can use every other person as an excuse. But nobody is going to be brought to account for another person. You're going to give an account for yourself. Praise the Lord. When we stand before God, we, he will ask us, so what did the pastor can do? Pastor can, what did pastor not do? Nobody's going to ask me that. He's going to ask me, how did you respond? Don't forget that our Lord Jesus Christ said, if you're innocent walking on your own and somebody walks up and slaps you, did he tell you, hold him by the trouser and find out who authorized that slap? Is that what he said? He said, when they slap you, what should you do? You should turn the other cheek. That's the gospel you and I believe in. Praise the Lord. So whether injustice and whatever is being meted against us, what we should find out is what should be our response. What should be our response? So these are some of the things that, you know, we look at. But then again, we are in this country for a purpose. Praise the Lord. We are sent here for a purpose. We are not just sent here to pass by. We also learned on Wednesday that God's heart is for everyone. If in the will of God, in the desire of God, Every Nigerian should be a born-again, tongue-talking believer. Praise the Lord. Walking in love, walking in power, worshiping Jesus. We should gather like this and, you know, we should have, have full and praise and worship songs, you know, uh, all kinds of things. Just, you know, just everybody from everywhere serving the Lord, worshiping the Lord. You know why? When the Bible says, for God so loved the world, he did not exclude anybody. Everybody was included. Praise the Lord. Everybody was included. And now when he came, the Bible says salvation is of the Jews. It means it came through them. It started with them. But you and I now are born again, isn't it? Because some Jew named Paul, some Jew named Peter, some Jew named uh, Philip took the gospel outside of the Jewish race. 
and then it was able to be transmitted and transmitted and came to us. It then means that if I'm born again and you're born again, responsibilities upon you and I to do what? To also take this gospel from beyond our confines and take it to the rest of the world. Praise the Lord, somebody. And brethren, I think and I see from the scripture that that might be where our problem is. Our problem may be as a nation now, may be as a result of not transmitting this gospel appropriately or not transmitting the true gospel. How many of us know Nigeria, you know, in the past 25, 30 years could be said to have experienced a revival, a Christian revival. 30, you know, 30 years ago is what, 1990, right? Yeah, 89 years, 89, 90 years. About that time, there's a revival. I mean, 1985, you, you don't become a pastor just like that. You must go through seminary. There was no vacancy for people like me. But in the 90s, early 90s, you know, churches came up. The Spirit of God started moving. And the Spirit of God started engaging men, you know, you know, traders, businessmen, bankers, lawyers, you know, medical doctors. He started gathering them into the church. He brought excellence, brought all kinds of things into the church, brought prosperity, brought, brought exposure, you know, and the church began to blossom. The church in Nigeria became fashionable. How many of us were involved, you know, knew what politics was in the First Republic? That's uh, 79 to 83. How many of us knew a bit of anything about politics then? Okay. How many politicians then campaigned by saying that they were born again? How many of them even went to church to stand? But you see, in our own time, Christian, you know, candidates, what did they do? They claim born again. They claim church. You know what? We are supposed to have become a force. Even those who are not Christians now go to church, Pentecostal churches, to be identified. What does that say? It means that some cloud has been given to the church. Praise God. Some cloud had been given to the church. So the Nigerian church was empowered about 30 years, you know, 25. All kinds of things were happening. People were coming with money. People were giving. I remember the first time many years ago in the um, other church we had pastored. Where we had a meeting, you know, one Sunday morning like this. And I can't remember how many were. Maybe about 30-something or 20-something in church. And we raised, I think it was 200,000. Then wanted to buy fans, Pastor Christian, I remember. Wanted to buy fans and redo that verdict place where we were in. And, you know, I had a cousin coming. He was Catholic. And he was staying in my house. Trout were going in the car. He couldn't stop, keep his mouth quiet. He said since he has been attending his cathedral that it takes them about two years to raise 200,000. That you just raise 200,000 from this number of people just like this. Do you understand? It's the spirit of God that was moving. The church, God's favor, God's blessing was on his church. He told me, he said that there is one money they've been trying to raise in the cathedral. Not church or not small church in his Catholic Catholic, that they've been announcing this money every time. You know, at the end of every Sunday, maybe they'll get 400 naira. Another Sunday, when some visitors come, they'll get 900 naira, you know, 1,005. And they'll be adding the money. He said, just one Sunday, 100 and something. He couldn't believe it. You know, the problem was that he went and told his mother, who was a staunch Catholic, the mother said, don't go there again. Before you see more things that we don't have. Anyway, so the favor of the Lord was upon the church, blessing it. You know, churches were buying over properties, owning banks, and all kinds of things were happening. Now, what did we do with this thing? We started, instead of consolidating on Nigeria and doing the work of Jesus in Nigeria, what did Jesus say to us? Preach the gospel to what? Every creature. Instead, what the Nigerian church did was we went and started copying America. You see, the thing about nations is that there are times and seasons. Praise the Lord. You know, i give you a simple illustration now. When a pastor owns a jet in Nigeria, it makes news. You know that. But a pastor owning a jet in America doesn't make news. It's no news. Praise God. Because jet is like you deciding now that um, you go to Lagos a lot, and instead of staying in hotels, you buy a house. Or you rent a house in Lagos. That's it. It's not a big deal then. You know why? Because the nation has developed to a standard. You see, it has grown to a standard. But the mistake is this. The same America that is where it is today. Sometimes the genuine gospel was preached. And genuine believers built the foundation of that country. 
So there is a fruit that the people are eating from. There is a root to what they enjoy. The prosperity of the American nation was sown by believers. The founding fathers of the nation were born again Christians who believe this Bible. So they, they, their constitution is based on the word of, of scripture. They are, even their money has what? In God we trust. Now if we got it right, some of those things would have changed by now. But instead of going to work on the foundation of a new nation and not working on it by being pressure groups, by changing people, by converting people, by transforming people, by being a light that nobody can argue against. One of the scriptures we saw is that I'll give you a mouth and a wisdom that none of your adversaries can gain, say nor resist. God had raised people outstanding men in banking, in medical sciences, in all kinds. I know a doctor in Lagos where then in Lagos, citizens, almost all the big al-hajis in, La- in Nigeria were coming to him. Now, such a person became born again. You know what? It was an opportunity to win those people. Some of the bankers, all kinds of opportunities were there. But instead of preaching the true gospel of Jesus Christ, we started preaching, claim it, get it, today, today, tomorrow, no more. I got it, I have it, you know, and started calling God, God, you know, and started when, when we were praying, pray, amen. <sighs> you see, all, all of that, their founding fathers didn't do it to. Their founding fathers were SU. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You see, at a stage, you know, in the building of a house, you don't need skill. Sorry, not skill. You don't need style. When you're doing foundation, Georgie, are they triangular and rectangular? Can you do a beam and say, let me add some aesthetics here? You don't do that. But you see, when you're done with the foundation, praise the Lord, and the structure has come up, the superstructure is there, you can decide to paint the wall like this and turn like this. At that point, you can. So the, the American church can do some of the things they do now. You know why? Because some people had laid the right wall foundation. Do you know that many ministries in America, there are churches where the people are not up to 50 but the mission work they are doing runs into millions of dollars every month because these people come from a heritage of believers. Praise the Lord. But here we are, we've not stood up. You know, they said a child must learn to crawl first, isn't it? Before it starts to run. Now, we've not even crawled, and we're just copying. We copied everything from them. We took this one, took this one, took this one. And lo and behold, the nation has scattered in our hands. When people say they're born again now, and, you know, you begin to do business with them, more than half of the time, you know what? You're disappointed because born again basically means nothing in Nigeria. It's just if you can speak, you can be born again. I don't know if you saw this, but I saw recently. I don't know why I keep seeing some of these things. I saw a lady, you know, I read a lady was in the paper, so in the paper. And this lady was acting nude, you know, in some drama, some stage drama or whatever. And this lady with her mouth said her body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. She's born again. Nobody can. You see, that don't mind all those religious people. I say, Lord, have mercy. I'm telling you. Say, yes, it's her body, naked like that. And she went on to quote scripture. She said, after all, when God made Adam and Eve, they were naked. So what is your problem? That she's born again. That this body that they, she was naked in, you know, was the temple. Is the, is, is the temple. I said, Lord, this is where we are. Because we have presented a diluted gospel. We are presented a gospel without power, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. We now want crowds, we now want what the world wants, and there's nothing wrong with that, but there are not things we should pursue. There are things that should be added to us. Praise the Lord. There are things that should be added. And in the process, you know what happened? Because I'm going to, in the process, we lost the critical mass. So when things happen in our nation, now nobody is found. The Lord said, I sought for myself a man. You know, God can't come down and do anything again. How many of us know that? You know, we say, come down and manifest your power. Yes, when he comes down, you know what he's going to do? He's going to look for who to use. If he comes and he doesn't find someone to use, if assuming now for some reason, you know, we have um, a need for some air supplies in this place, if they bring an helicopter and it has no place to land, what will happen? It will go. 
So God must use somebody. So what has happened now is that Nigeria does not have men. So if I have a title for this sermon, I want to give you the title, 10 good men not found. 10 good men. It was a situation in Genesis. In Sodom and Gomorrah, come with me, let's look at it. Genesis 18. 10 good men. Because the Bible said God was going to destroy Sodom and Abraham began to intercede. I would like to take it from 20. Genesis 18 verse 20. And the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down now and see whether they have done all together according to the outcry against it that has come to me. And if not, I will know. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Suppose there were 50 righteous within the city. Would you also destroy the place and not spare? Spare it for 50 righteous that were in it? Far be it from you. I see Abraham rebuking God. Far be it from you to do such a thing as this. To slay the righteous with the wicked so that the righteous should be as the wicked. Far be it from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? So the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I'll spare all the place for their sakes. A principle is being established here, isn't it? That is not the land, it's the people. I want you to get that. Because many times we say this country, this country, this country. Any country that has a large population of the same people will do the same thing. That's why even in this country, some of us will bear witness. Even in this country, if you go to an organization that has an expatriate as the chief executive or, or maybe administrator, a few expatriates, you know what? When you get in there, if you do business with them, everything is different. Do you agree? The workmen, you know, uh, my wife did some job for, for an expatriate sometime when she was doing um, interior deco. And she did some job for this expatriate. And the man gave her a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. Finally, when she met the man's standard, you know, the man paid her, I think I've shared this term, and gave her extra. And then the man told her, she said, the problem with Nigeria is that we accept mediocrity. So if you get a plumber, if you get a messy, if you get a carpenter, if he finishes the table and he sees that there is a place that is not straight, he say, a cup no go fall for him, from him. Eh? What's the purpose of table? To carry something. Eh? He said the thing where I put there no go fall, so he delivers it. You will see it also and what we say, I can manage it. And he said that's the problem, that our people can work, our people are excellent. But because we accept nonsense, we keep producing nonsense. So when you put these people in organizations, all those late coming, somebody, you know, coming and selling Ankara in the office, you know, all of that. You, you don't see that happening. You know, today your, your mother is sick, you didn't come to church. The next day your auntie is sick, you don't come to work. The third day from time, you know, your uh, mama, somebody that was the one that carried you, you know. So in a month, you have about... 10 days downtime from one relation or the other, they will call you and ask you, you see, do you really want to walk? But we accept all those things there. So the point I'm trying to make is that it's people that determine the atmosphere of a place. It's people. So the Lord said, didn't say, the land Gomorrah is stinking. No. He said, if I find 50 righteous, and as you continue, that conversation went. And Abraham said, okay, what if you find five less 50? And God said for 45, if you read there, very interesting. When Abraham said, if you find five, less 50, the Lord said, you mean 45, in case uh, you're mad. He said, if I find 45, I won't destroy it. And then Abraham said, what of 40? You know, and he jumped into double digit. He said, what of 30, 20? And then finally, Abraham said, what if you find 10? And the Lord said, if I find 10 righteous people, I will spare Sodom and Gomorrah for their sake. Ten righteous people. I tried to research to see the population of Sodom and Gomorrah at that time. So I can walk the percentage. I couldn't. Praise God. But whatever it may be, it's even good I didn't see. Because what if there were only 500? That's a large percentage if you want to talk about nine. Okay, so let's imagine that there were in thousands. Anyway, the Lord said, if I find ten, if I find ten, I will not destroy it. I will preserve the land. Because of 10 people. What is the point there, people of God? The land is not the problem. 
is the percentage of the righteous existing in the land. Are you getting me? Now, it gets more interesting. How many mathematicians are here? Now, it, it then means, like we said, when God brought that revival to this nation, to the church, God was expecting that we would have populated, so severed our environment, that even in the innermost, the hiddenmost, and the furthermost parts of this nation, there'll be people who met you. I went to a federal school. How many of us went to a federal school here? You know, federal university and all of that. You had all kinds of people as classmates. You had, when I was working in the bank, I had all kinds of people as colleagues, all from different. If in that time, all of us who were born again, Touched the lives of these people, you know, impacted upon them. When they get back to wherever they come from, no matter what was the plan of their great-grandfather, they'll begin to tell them that way is not good. I found a better way, isn't it? They'll begin to open their eyes. They'll begin to enlighten them. They'll begin to change them. But if those people that we encountered as business partners... You know, as, as colleagues and all of that. We never impacted them. Then when they get back to where they are, they'll remain where they are, isn't it? And then when the Lord looks from heaven and says, if I can find, let's take for Nigeria. What number do you think the Lord will take for Nigeria? If I can find, let's even still use 10. If I can find 10, 10 good men, I will spare the land. Because you see, praise the Lord. Let me help us. We must understand that all power belongs to God. The Christian and the righteous do not suffer because of the will of the wicked. The wicked may decide if God does not permit it, it cannot be done. I want you to understand. I want you to establish where the ultimate approval and power. Our dad will say they got approval. For these people to afflict us like this, there is something we missed. Do you understand? There's something we miss. Very soon now, there'll be nobody that prays with the Bible who will be occupying any leadership role. Senate, House of Reps, Judiciary, all of them. What has happened to the Bible carrying Christian? We have prospered. We have claimed it. And we did not claim the people. Now, I started by saying, the master gave us what? He said, every creature. And I remember those days, many years ago, when, you know, there used to be all these... um, interreligious, you know, violence and all of that. And I said, how come there's never been a case at Securities and Exchange Commission and the a board of directors of a company come and there's a quarrel and you look at the two sides. One side is Muslim, one side is Christian. Have you ever heard of it? So it's only in Jalingo market that Christians are Muslim. Go and check. If you want, you can go and run a check. Of the board, of the ownership of a lot of companies, big corporations in Nigeria, banks, industries. You're going to see equal number of Christians, equal number of Muslims, Christians, unquote. And they never quarrel. They never disagree. But then on the street, Muslims are killing Christians. What is going on? You know why? Because these people don't just care. And the exclusivity is not on their side. It's on God's side. God is the one who is holy. God is the one who said my own kingdom. He says the path to my kingdom is narrow and the gate is what? Straight. So when someone says Christian, even if it was only Christian, it can imagine if every Christian named person in this nation was truly born again. Was truly living as a witness. Do you know where this country will be? Just imagine if every person who claimed church who claimed Christianity was truly living, uh, truly a light in our time. Do you know where we'll be? We've had people in sensitive, critical places. We've had people, you know, in places that could take decisions that could transform this nation. And that's what happened in America. In their own time, the Christians took decisions that laid the foundation of that country. But who can we name? The only thing we know is that they come out rich, isn't it? They come out very rich. You know why? That's what they were told this gospel is about. To bless you and your family and your children. Hmm? That's what we're told. But if, if we look at the scriptures, we see it's not about that. We see that's not what Jesus said we should do. If we had time, Matthew 28, 19, what did he say? Uh, 18 says, all authority has been given to me. Say, go and what? Make disciples. 19 says, make disciples. 
He says, go and make disciples, disciples of all nations. Disciples. Who are disciples? People that follow you as you follow Christ, isn't it? Yes. Christ-like people. You know, a few years ago, I think, I don't know when exactly it was, where it came out that uh, CRK, Christian Religious Knowledge, was about to be thrown out of the uh, syllabus. How many of us remember that? And when I heard it, I, you know, true, true story. When I heard it, I said it's fake news. You know how this thing is? People just post, okay. I said it has to be fake news. How can? I mean, you mean throughout the whole ministry of education, no Christian saw the memo. Do you know before something becomes established in the civil service, it goes through a lot of processes. And I just said it can be. Ah, no, it can be. It can be. Because one Christian would have seen it and said, no, over my dead body. Lo and behold, it was true. Go and Google now. You'll see many deacons, pastors, bishops in ministry of education. You know why? When the letter will come to them, there'll be another letter for contract. If they act on this one, removing Christian religious knowledge, they'll not be able to act on the one of contract. At that moment, you know what happens? God loses a witness. Jesus said, you will go and become for me what? Witnesses. If you have a case in court and all your witnesses refuse to appear, how will it end? It, won't, it can't go in your favor. There are no witnesses. There are no witnesses. There are no witnesses. And you, you even want to just bring it down, people of God. Even wives, even because the, I, I don't want to too fo- focus too much on government. Even in homes, these people that are in power, whether woman or man, their spouses in call. Do you understand what I'm saying? How many of us are married here? Let me see your hand. Do you know what it means to finish what you're doing in the office? And you come home and your wife is not happy with you. Say, why did you do that? Where are the righteous wives? Where are the righteous husbands that will say to their spouses, as a Christian, even do better than Pilate's wife tried now, didn't she try? Ah, She said to the husband, don't touch this man. How many people, even in the home base, how many children, how many parents will say, because I'm born again, son, sit down. This opportunity you have, I don't care whether you build a house or not. Stand for the gospel. Stand for people. Stand for righteousness. Nobody does that. Nobody's interested in that. Because a God had taken place. It's placed in the hearts of men. And it's the God of mammon. So as long as people are succeeding in that area, you know, nothing really is wrong. So the Lord said to Abraham, if I can find ten, Ten righteous people. Sodom will be preserved. Why would he say that? Why did Abraham stop at ten? Lot was there now. Praise God. He knew Lot. Lot. Lot's wife. How many? Two. Lost two daughters. How many? Four. Remaining six. So if every one of them got two people, that's three times four. Abby? Twelve. That's twelve. Over what? Over 10. So at least, Abraham went home and slept. While he was sleeping, what did he hear? Thunder. Lightning. And his shock was, "Ah, you mean Lord and his family could not raise 10 righteous people? Brethren, that's the situation with this country now. Because in all that we say, where are the Christians? Where are the believers? Where are the truly born again people? Where are they? Where are they? In the police, where are they? In the security, where are they? In in the intelligence, where are they? In the judiciary, where are they? Where where are the people that are being persecuted for righteousness sake? We don't see them in Nigeria. The only persecution we see in Nigeria is EFCC, chasing them for money they stole. And then you now say they're persecuting Christians. No, our Lord Jesus Christ didn't say when they persecute you because you claim Christianity. You know, I'll be there for you. No, that's not what he said. In fact, I think it was James or Peter that said, if you must suffer, don't suffer as an evildoer. Don't suffer as a busybody. Don't suffer as a thief. That's what many Christians are going through. So they say, "Eh, it's because, no. That's not the level where we are. The the level we should be seeing is where you see a man doing all the right things. And then they're persecuting him. Then we can know that this is the gospel being lived out before us. But we don't see it. We see them persecuting Christians for stealing like unbelievers. And then we call it Christian persecution. It's not Christian persecution. 
It's persecution of the thieves. It's just that with particular emphasis on those who are not, you know, on their camp. That's what it is. But what Jesus told us is, blessed are you when they persecute you for doing good. Doing good. For doing good. For refusing to employ someone who is not qualified. For refusing to endorse something that is wrong. For saying, no, this is not right. This is not true. This will not, this road wasn't, the standard is not at come. You know, for refusing. Where are the people who for Jesus' sake? Brethren, let me tell us something, please. The name of Jesus is not a talismano. It's not magic name. Do you know that? Praise God. Maybe we should take time on that. When the Bible says, whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give. It's not that, the, you know, sometimes when, when someone prays and so, Father, I thank you. And they, say, and they finish and they say amen. Many of us will add in Jesus' name in our minds. And then we wonder, maybe this guy don't backslide. But you see, the name of Jesus is not supposed to be just a pronunciation. It says, whatever you ask the Father, in line with who I am, in line with my what? Agenda. Maybe politicians will understand it. You know, let, let me try and use the political space to, to explain. During elections or just before elections come, you, you have party, you know, party, you know, um, stalwarts and, you know, party people who are, you know, high-ranking high in the party. They go to agencies. When they go, I, I, I read a bit, you know, that uh, MPA was one of them. They go to MPA and say, MPA, we need, um, you know, 2019 is coming. We need about $5 billion from you. What has, have they come to do? They have come to ask for stolen money in the name of the victory of the party that put you there. They don't say we need $5 million in the name of Buhari. No. They, they just say I'm, I'm from the strategy committee of the, you know, those, those groups they're from, what was it called? Those um, election what? There, there's something there. Campaign organization. What do you think they do? They, they go in the name of the party and collect money everywhere. They can't collect money. They can't claim money. And those people give them because they're not coming in their name. That's why sometimes after the election, you see them fighting amongst themselves because the money no rich house. You know? But, but, but that's what it means to act in the name of Jesus. You know this is what he wants. And you stand for it. You go for it. You, you know he doesn't want this. You block it. Why? Because if Jesus were here, this is what he would do. That's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. To live in the... You stand. And the Bible is saying, Jesus is saying to us, if I can find that critical number, he says I will preserve the land. Child of God, Nigeria needs Christians. Nigeria needs righteous men. Let me give you a bit of rundown. You know, some people you know, have also weakened this whole thing. Say righteousness is a gift. Of course, righteousness is a gift. Life is a gift, isn't it? Praise God. How many of us are alive here? What mechanism did you put to wake up this morning? Are you sure? You didn't say, what did you plug in your heart to, to wake you up? It, life is a gift. Righteousness, there's the gift of righteousness which God has given to every believer. Praise the Lord. But the Bible also says, walk out what? Your salvation. Then revelation trying to help us so nobody will deceive us. In fact, not, not just revelation. It says he that does good, you know, continue to do good. Not revelation, John. John said, let nobody deceive you. If anyone does not practice righteousness, he said he's not. Are you with me? If you don't practice it, then you're not. I'll give you an example today. Even though that one was not a gift. I became a chartered accountant, I think, 22 years. That's about 28 years ago. Now, can I go somewhere and introduce? Imagine if I were somewhere and they said, an accountant needed, an accountant needed. You think I'll raise my hand? Well, how I go there now? I will not be able to balance any account. Because I qualified as an accountant 28 years ago. Praise the Lord. Chartered accountant. But am I practicing it? I'm not. So I cannot claim. So even the account technician that just finished OND is more of an accountant today than me. Even though I have the certificate, fellow and all of that, it doesn't count because I'm the same way. The gift of righteousness, if you don't practice it, it cannot work for you. It can't work for you. 
it will only work against you because your regret will be more. Because the Bible says to him that knows to do good, and or rather to him who doesn't know the good thing to do and does not do it, he says he'll be beaten with little stripes. But the one who knows and does not do it, he says he'll be beaten with more stripes. Let nobody deceive you, people of God. You know there are kinds of people that their purpose of preaching is to make you happy. I'm telling you the truth. If I wanted that career, I would have, you know, been in the, just working, you know, maybe Alibaba's assistant. Praise God. But um, that's not what God called me to do. Praise God. Besides, I don't think in we people are comedians. We're too much of traders. If you come for a comedy show organized by an in man, outside they'll be selling something, inside they'll be selling, behind the stage they'll be selling. So the comedy won't be his, his plan for profit. It will be the markets that are selling different places. Praise God. So, so what does it mean to be righteous? What does it mean? Very important. So we can have an idea. Psalm 24 from verse 1. It says the earth is the Lord's and all his fullness and those who dwell therein. Okay. Verse 3 of Psalm 24. Let's see what it says. Verse 3. Verse 3 says who may ascend... Let's read it, please. Read it for me, everybody. Three to six. We want to see a bit of who the righteous is. One to go. Let's read, everybody. Whom I sent to the hill of the Lord, yes? Four. He who has, yes? Six says, this is Jacob Ward, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Can you give us the NLT? Let's see how the NLT puts it for us. From three to six, please. We want to see who are these people that they want 10 of them. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure. Who do not worship idols and never tell lies. It says they'll receive the Lord's blessings and have a right relationship with God, their Savior. That right relationship is what is called righteousness. Verse 6, it says such people may do what? may seek you and worship in your presence, O God of Jacob. You know why that is important? It's such people that will stand in the gap. It's such people that will stand in the gap. And let me tell you, intuitively and instinctively, everybody knows the value of such things. How many of us, you know, in the moment of need, have called, you have friends, you know, and something happens. How many of us have called the one you know is a crook and say, pray for me? Do you do that? Who do you normally call? Someone that you feel is on talking terms with God, Abby. I've told you about how I was in a plane that was going to crash. And, you know, going to crash, the plane will go up, then come down, we'll begin to see the trees in actual size. Then he'll go up, triax flight then, many years ago. I was in the plane. My mouth didn't open to say, God, I knew he wouldn't answer me. I've not called him for, I can't remember, maybe during my confirmation as, as a, at 11 years or 12, that was the last. So why would I call? I, I was calling my sister who was born again. I say, pray, tell God to save me. You know, some people are bold. Some people come to church deep in sin. When you see them, they leave their hands like this. And why is it the prayers of the wicked is an abomination to you? Why are you, you are already in disobedience. Why are you offending him more? Do you get what I'm saying? It says, these people, such people may do what? May seek you and worship in your presence. We need a large number of people who have access to the heavens. I tell you the truth. It's the Bible says, no weapon formed against us shall what? Prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment, what shall we do? We shall condemn. But who is going to condemn it? Is it with mouth of iniquity? No, it's the mouth of the righteous. It's the mouth of that critical mass, that 10 in number. And I want you to say, I will be one of them. In the name of Jesus. That's the hope of this nation. That's the hope of this nation. If not, the wickedness, I mean, you read the things. I couldn't sleep last night. I made the mistake of reading one, you know, after a prayer meeting. I read it. Someone sent it to me, you know, a pastor friend. I didn't want to read it, but something just said, since you're going to talk, I read it, I just couldn't. They had a man, the man, the nine-year daughter, and the wife, and right in front of them, they said the man to choose whether they should rape the nine-year-old or the wife or himself. They want money, so why don't you just take money? But the wickedness has to advance. We need righteous men. 
The solution to this is more Jesuses in Nigeria. I'm telling you. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise the Lord somebody. Psalm 15, just flip back if you have your Bibles open. Psalm 15, let's say another one that will tell us a bit. Psalm 15 from verse 1 says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He said, he who walks uprightly and walks righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take a reproach against his friend. In whose eyes a vile person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own heart and does not change. He who does not put out his money at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things, what? Shall never be moved. Can they be found? If the angels of God were to come here now and pick every one of us like a salt shaker and shake us, will we meet that standard? Brethren, this is the foundation things that people learn. I've shared with you the testimony some time ago. As a young Christian, home church, that's why you must go for home church. It was at home church that I heard this scripture for the first time. You see, when you get really born again, it's sweet. You know why? Your heart is open. So I went for this home church meeting. I was a banker then. I went for this home church, you know, meeting. And then they read the scripture. It said, he that does not put his money out at usury. And you know, then I was making extra money because I was lending my money to those who couldn't meet, you know, the bank, you know, condition. So I had somebody that just borrowed money from me. I think then it was, he borrowed about, a, I can't remember, 400000 or so. And he was to be paying me either 70000 per month until he paid back the principal, you know. And while I was there, the moment they read the thing, something hooked my heart as if I was going to have a cardiac arrest. And I said to the Lord, I will change it. Nobody spoke to me. We're just reading the Bible. Say, who may ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Who doesn't want to be in that group? Everyone wants to be there. And I started reading. Once they read that one, I said, I put out my money at usual. You know? And the meeting ended. The gentleman, I think I mentioned this several times. Here. The gentleman today is Catholic. But anywhere he hears Pentecostal, he said there's only one Genuine born again Christian, he knows. He said, he can't okay. You know why? I was the one who called him on the phone. I said to him, excuse me, so-so person. He said, that money, that money, I'm sure he was wondering what was going to happen. He said, instead of paying me 17000 a month, what you now pay is 20000 You know the interesting news? Neither interest nor principal has he paid up to you today. <laughs> so I- I- imagine if I didn't obey God. I won't have this testimony. And I still won't have the money. I mean, just imagine that. But we are friends now. I mean, if he pays, what would the money do for me today? I'm talking of 1993. Sorry, 94, 95. 95. I got born again in 94. So, you, you, you see this. It's not a joke. He said that does not take bribe. How many Christians in civil service today can say, I stand amongst those who don't take bribe? And then we're saying we have 10 righteous. Say 10. Don't ask the Lord for more than no. If possible, let's go lower than Sodom. Ask him five. Can I, if I can find 10, that's what will stop the kidney. That's what will stop all this iniquity. That's what will stop it. The Lord is depending on the righteous. We are light. We are light. We are light. Your wife provokes you and you want to deal with her. You remember that you want to ascend to the hill of the Lord. Say, he that had clean hands. The hand that you used to slap your wife, are they clean? The hand that you used to click and watch pornography, are they clean? You close your eyes to pray. The last thing comes up. You say, get away, get away. They say, don't tell me get away again. What? Did I force you to? And the world has made it so terrible now. You're reading your email and something comes up. You have to be disciplined. There's a contention. There's a contention. There's a contention. The Lord will have mercy on us. Praise the Lord. I said the Lord will have mercy. Ten righteous, ten good men. Ten good men. Amongst your neighborhood. Can they say, if not for this man, 
if not for this woman. That's what Jesus is about. He came into this world and when he was living, he says, as the father has sent me what? So send I you. If we are not looking like him, everything we are doing is religion. I know the best part of it. He has left his Holy Spirit to help us. So it's not by might. Let nobody think this thing, this man is saying is by might. No. Even the ones that you're genuinely struggling, the Lord will help you. Your heart wants to make this list. The Lord will help you. Sometimes you will call. Somebody here, you're struggling with some. You will call. They will not answer you. If they know you're serious. But there's a type of serious you will bring. Eh? They will now be calling you. Do you understand what I mean? How many of us have left church and gone to say, this thing now, this my nanny, hmm, never again will I talk to her anyhow. This person in my office is always provoking me. Never again. She provokes you the first one, you don't talk. She provokes you the second one, you don't talk. They will tell her, tune it up, tune it up. They are not hearing you. She now takes it to another level. You want to shout, the Holy Spirit say, I taught you, said you will never. He said, but I had never experienced this level of provocation. You see, praise God. All of that, it happens both ways. But what he said is what? My grace is what? Sufficient for you. You see, all this I'm sharing with you people. I want you to see Nigeria. Don't even see yourself. I've gone beyond. As a Christian, I'm playing for Nigeria because some of these things, you know, I must have told us here. Growing up, I just wanted to be American. I had a guy named Dallas. And I used to walk. <laughs> so the moment I got a bit of independence, you know, got my banking job, got everything qualified, was earning good money, straight to American embassy. If they had given me that visa, that was one way. The Lord raised the gate. He raised the standard against me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you see, now I see I'm in Nigeria for Nigeria. I'm playing for Team Nigeria. How many are playing for Team Nigeria here? I'm a player as a Christian. Because why am I running to America? Some other Christian laid the foundation. Do you know that? That's why I said the testimony of the church. We can be used to turn these things around. And then our children will come up and say the generation of believers in 2019, you know, took this step and turned things around. Let's rise on our feet, everybody. I'm playing for Team Nigeria. I'm playing for generations yet unborn. Child of God, decide to count. Decide to count. Decide that you will count. You will be the one that can hear his prayers. In Jeremiah 15 verse 1, I want to show you something here. So you can understand that this spiritual thing is not too far. It's plain. It's very plain. Jeremiah 15 verse 1. The Lord was going to destroy uh, Israel. He was going to destroy the place because they had provoked him so. And you know what God said to Jeremiah? He said to Jeremiah, he said, even if Moses and Samuel were to stand before me. When I read that, I said, you mean that in the courts of God, there are junior lawyers and there are senior lawyers. And what heaven was saying was this. I have two, the most senior, Moses and Samuel. They are the final Thank God he didn't put Jesus. Because if you put Jesus, I won't be here. And you won't be here. Praise the Lord. Let's appreciate Jesus. And that's why we're going to celebrate him today. Thank God. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He says he's been given the name that is above every other name. At that name, even Jehovah Gobal. He said, mercy, mercy. Praise the Lord. I told us here the name also means mercy. But he said, even Moses and Samuel, if they stood before me, and since then, when I read that, Gigi, my desire had been, let me count as Moses. Let me count as Samuel. How can you live and die? And then when they mention your name, heaven will say, eh? Eh? Uh, what did he say? No, now, these are men like you. The Bible talks about Elijah and says, these are men of what? Like passions. I want a burning desire to get in you today. To count in heaven. To count for Nigeria. I want you to begin to pray to the Lord. Lord, let me count. Let me count for my family, for my generation, for this world that we are in. Let me count, Lord Jesus. 
you have paid the price you have paved the way you have shed your blood today i'm asking please let me count let my name be in the number he said who shall ascend lord let room be created for me by your spirit let entrance be granted to me let me be able to make it let me be able to be counted amongst those whose voice you will hear change oh lord change me transform me whatever thing that is limiting me whatever things that is weighing me down today 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 lord i'm crying lord change me from the inside from the inside change this man change this man change this man change this man and as we are praying this prayer there may be somebody here one or two of us here who want to say pastor what i need is not help i need to start again i want to pray with you this may be the day that you will surrender your life and say this thing now i want to start it and run this race well anywhere you are maybe you have never been or you have been but you really didn't take it seriously then i want to pray with you you can raise your hand and say preacher i want today to be my starting day and i will run this race by the grace of god i want to surrender my life to jesus anywhere you are i can pray with you the rest of us let's cry to the lord lord bring me up bring me up bring me up the songwriter said lord lift me up that I might plant my feet on heaven's table. Lord, I want to make it to your presence. I want to be welcomed in the courts of God. I want to be welcomed there. But the, somebody that is saying, Jesus, save me today. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.com. God bless you.